Hey, I'm Jesse. We've arrived through our sermon and curriculum and devotion plan at 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 25. Before we dive in, just one word of interpretation. A lot of this will translate pretty directly. The one thing we got to clarify is the word virgin can also just refer to an unmarried young woman. Okay. With that in mind, here's 1 Corinthians 7, verse 25. Now about virgins, I have no command from the Lord, but I do give an opinion as one who, by the Lord's mercy, is faithful. I want to pause right there. If you've been a part of the Redemption Church, you may have noticed that there are times when I'll put my Bible behind my back, I'll leave it on the stand, I'll step away from the, the main speaking platform because I'm no longer saying something that I know comes straight from the Word of God, and for that reason, it is of infinitely less importance than anything else in the sermon, but it's just plausible enough to make it worthy of just a few seconds of sermon time. There are some entire ministries built on that time off the platform, but we go through the whole counsel of God. I am, to the marrow of my bones, an expository preacher, but there are times when I'll say something that I believe is quite plausible, but I know that I'm stepping out on a limb. It's no longer the word of the Lord, it's just the word of the dude. And for that reason, I don't want you to take it to heart in the same way that you take the word of the Lord to heart. Paul is doing something similar here. This is still inspired by the Holy Spirit. So this is still the word of the Lord, but he's not giving it with the full force of a command. He's rather offering an opinion as one who is the earthly vessel for the authorship of scripture. So this, there's some translations that render this as a concession, not as a command. Paul is not giving out a clear set of stipulations for how you're to live your life. Because if these were a clear set of stipulations for how to live your life, then uh, all of Christian heritage and genealogy would have ceased because nobody would have made babies based on what he's about to tell single people to do. Here's a continuation of the text, verse 26. Because of the present distress, I think that it is good for a man to remain as he is. Are you bound to a wife? Do not seek to be released. Are you released from a wife? Do not seek a wife. However, if you do get married, you have not sinned. And if a virgin marries, she has not sinned. But such people will have trouble in this life, and I'm trying to spare you. Single people, this passage is a tour de force of biblical wisdom for what to do with your current gifting, possibly your permanent gifting. Paul is single. And he's going to say in this text, I wish that everyone were as I am. But he realizes this is not a command from the Lord. This is his opinion. And his final verse that we covered today is true. In this life, you will have trouble. Okay, such people will have trouble by such people. He means married people. I did not get married to simplify my life and neither did my wife. Okay, the single life is leaps and bounds simpler. Okay, like if I were a bachelor dude, I'd probably have like a studio flat in downtown Bellevue. All right, and you know, I'd, I wouldn't need multiple bedrooms because it would just be me. And I wouldn't, probably wouldn't be as driven. I, I wouldn't, I would probably be pretty gross too. <laughs> it's not good for a man to be alone in my context. I, 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 I shudder to think the kind of man I would be if I didn't have my bride. But having a wife and having kids certainly does not simplify your life. Look to the writings of Jim Elliot and his late widow, Elizabeth Elliot. They are an incredible story. There have actually been multiple movies made about Jim Elliot and Elizabeth Elliot. One of them is called Through the Gates of Splendor. 
other one I think has to be has, is like the tip of the spear or something like that, where Jim Elliot was called by God to be a missionary. He just knew it. And I've read Jim Elliot's journals where he's agonizing over this because he knows that if he meets a godly woman and falls in love with her, that he's going to have to provide for her. He said in his journal, like a wife requires a house and a house requires dishes and dishes require spoons and forks and spatulas. And oh, he just, he just spins this whole, like this, this, this cascading slippery slope of like materialism that he just doesn't want to get caught up in. And he tells God, like, if you're, if you're, if I'm going to be married, you're going to have to send me like a crazy woman who's willing to go live with nothing in the dirt and just minister to people who don't know Jesus. Well, guess what? He meets just such a woman. That's Elizabeth Elliot. Now, Jim Elliot, along with some of his colleagues on this mission, would be speared to death by the very people with whom they're trying to share the gospel. And I believe that these guys were even armed with guns for protection against animals while they were speared, but they had resolved, if they ever do become violent with us, it's better to allow them to slaughter us and then we go to heaven than it is for us to kill them in self-defense and they go to hell. And so, with guns holstered, they allowed themselves ultimately to be speared to death. Elizabeth Elliot then goes and lives with this tribe for like 40 years. Think about that. And then they come to Christ. Incredible story. Also beautiful writings uh, like Elizabeth, Elizabeth Elliot. Some of her writings have come under, under scrutiny lately, but I, I, I love her content. I think it's exquisite. I think she's absolutely amazing. Uh, passion and purity is something she wrote about that's, that's, that actually draws often from this text. Jim Elliot was right. 1 Corinthians 7 is right. If you get married, you're going to struggle with stuff. You're going to have difficulty. And Paul wishes to spare you this. So if you are called of God unto singleness, understand this also means you are called unto celibacy and to the glory of God with a clear conscience. Based on Ephesians 5, 3 through 4, I can say that means you're also not going to look at pornography. You're not going to have surrogate lustful video experiences that are not victimless, by the way. If you have such a calling, that is in fact a gift. And you're able to put more hours in than I am. Because I gotta be a husband, I gotta be a dad. In fact, I fail at church ministry if I don't minister to my family first. But you, if you're called into singleness and celibacy, all of your resources and time is devoted exclusively to serving the Lord. And that's a pretty cool opportunity we're gonna talk about this week as we go through the rest of 1 Corinthians 7.